Hello and welcome to the Kanawha Valley Hustlers podcast. This is Joe Justice coming to you on this the week after Thanksgiving. As you can imagine, the week before Thanksgiving and the week after Thanksgiving, pretty tough to get guests. So I thought instead what I would do is come to you and tell you some stories about marketing and some marketing concepts that might help you out in making your plans and your prep and moving forward in what it is that you're working on in order to develop business, grow your business, and, uh, you know, and reach new customers. The story I just want to talk about today is the Masters of the Universe toy line. It is a real touchstone point in the world of marketing, especially when it comes to toys. Maybe second only to G.I. Joe, Masters of the Universe was a massive success and a very early runner for the Saturday morning cartoon as commercial for toy uh, system that uh, the uh, that the toy companies came up with in the 80s and that became a very common model i want to talk to you a little bit about it today so to kind of set the stage what you have to realize is that um uh, mattel was offered uh the toy line star wars when star wars was going to come out and for whatever reason they ended up passing on it and the exclusive rights went to a company called Kenner. And Kenner was able to hold on to those rights into the 70s and into the 80s. Of course, as you can imagine, um, the, Star Wars toys, the Star Wars toys were a phenomenal success. They were hugely popular. Uh, they made millions and millions and millions of dollars. And Mattel was pretty upset that they had lost out on this. So they were wanting to develop a toy line with a similarly rich mythology. So that's what made uh, Star Wars so powerful was you had the movies and you had all this mythology built up around it that kids were able to, uh, you know, they just had it going in. Before that, you did have things like G.I. Joe, which was kind of, this was G.I. Joe before the cartoon, okay, you had kind of this generic, uh, you know, action man kind of uh, kind of thing. You had, you know, toys like Evil Knievel and stuff like that. Uh, you had, you know, army men. You had, you know, jungle men. You had, you know, things like that. But you didn't really have any kind of a rich mythology like you had with Star Wars. Star Wars has its own mythology. So what, uh, what, what Mattel ended up doing was doing some research. And they were going after the same market that uh, Star Wars had captured. Now, what was that market? Now, of course, so Mattel already had Barbie. They had the the girl market kind of sewn up. So, of course, they were going after the same market that Star Wars was going after, which was young boys. So they started doing market research. They started to, you know, read comic books. They were reading kind of the magazines and the pulp fiction and the uh, you know, the stories that kind of young boys would be reading that would be they would be interacting with and stuff like that. You know, barbarians, swords, monsters, demons, you know, all of this kind of this milieu of, of stuff of all these different different things heavily borrowed from uh, Conan, uh, the, the, the Conan character. Uh, there was a movie uh, about Conan in development at that time. Mattel claims that they have absolutely no connection, that they created all the He-Man stuff completely independent of all that Conan stuff. And there were lawsuits about that, so who knows, who knows. But there was definitely all of this, you know, you had swords, you had lasers, you had dragons... You had, uh, you know, spaceships. So, you know, all this kind of a mix of sci-fi and barbarians and big muscles and all this stuff that was popular at the time. 
One of the more interesting things is in the market research, they also came out with the phrase, I have the power. So the all of the boys, they were always complaining about, you know, their mom has the power, the, uh, the uh, teacher has the power, the principal has the power, everybody has the power, they don't have the power, they want the power. So whenever they were playing, the market researchers noticed they would say things like, now I have the power, now the power's mine. You know, they'd get the laser gun and say, now I'm the one with the power. So they created that phrase, I have the power. And as soon as you hear that, if you're of a certain age, if you're my age, you know, as soon as you hear, I have the power, like your mind goes straight to He-Man. Such a powerful, powerful message. It's so cool how that kind of etches into your brain. So they took all this market research and they got with all these artists from Marvel and some, some other artists. They created many comic books. They created, uh, you know, all this artwork. They really, honestly, from everything that I've read and researched on, they did, they, there's no plan. They just mixed all this stuff together. They kind of created the toys and then the, you know, the, 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 the comic book artist kind of sort of came up with some stories around it. And then, you know, they would design stuff for box art and they would do all these different things and they would kind of mix it together and they would kind of, you know, show these toys to little boys and they would say, yeah, we like this one. No, we don't like this one. And, you know, they kind of put all this stuff together. That's why if you look at the masters of the toy or masters of the universe toy line, like it doesn't really make any sense. It's completely, it's, it's kind of strange there's little bits and pieces of storylines that have these kind of dangling parts like the original toys they had the sort of power that split in two that was kind of like one of the original gimmicks that was you know like completely abandoned in the, in the cartoon that came out later and uh conan or uh, uh, uh he-man uh started out with an axe and a shield in the original toys not the sword the sword wasn't the big power weapon so you had all these kind of strange things you had all all kinds of different you know female characters there were uh, you know there were certain female characters that were labeled as goddess in one series but the exact same uh, character was tila in another series so it was really a mix it was really just this kind of throw everything at the wall whatever works, double down on it, fail fast, make it happen, do something. And all through all this, they came out, well, Filmation came out with the cartoon, which is kind of the definitive version that a lot of us think of today. That's That was the He-Man holding his sword uh, aloft and, and shouting the magic phrase, I have the power. That's where you get Cringer. Uh, that's where you get, you know, Prince Adam. Prince Adam was never part of the original stuff. They kind of threw that in there. I think probably because everything had to have a secret identity back then, right? Like all superheroes, it was just one of those things that you, you had to have. Uh, it was just formulaic. So all of that kind of stuff came from this series that Filmation did. And again, I don't, from everything that I've read, I don't think there was a whole lot of thinking behind this. I don't think uh, there was a lot of plotting or planning. I think they just took all of this artwork. They took the toys. They took sculptures. They took, you know, research that they had done with, with kids. They did all this stuff. They kind of threw it all together, kind of created kind of a loose-knit set of characters, put it all together, kind of made it all happen. And you got this cartoon, and the cartoon was effectively, again, it was effectively a half-hour commercial every Saturday morning, or it might have been uh, afternoons. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure if He-Man was a Saturday morning cartoon or an afternoon cartoon, but 
it was part of uh, this whole uh, this whole thing that happened in the 80s. And now, uh, Master of the Universe was preceded by G.I. Joe in this formula. G.I. Joe, A Real American... So G.I. Joe had existed before, but then they came out with G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero. And that's when you got these characters. That's when you had Duke, and you had, I think it was Scarlet, I think, and the Baroness, Cobra Commander... All of these characters, shipwreck, you know, all of these characters that were created before they were generic action adventure army people. And when they came out with G.I. Joe, the real American hero, suddenly they became an actual uh, storyline. They and it was something that the kids could play with. And it was this mythology, this mythology that they got from Star Wars, this kind of idea. Uh, this concept that they got from Star Wars. They didn't get any of the story from Star Wars, but they got this idea of creating this kind of dense mythology that the kids could interact with, right? Um, and then so around the same time, He-Man did the exact same thing, and they were doing they were doing that. They, they, this was a hugely popular format. It was it was toy cartoon, toy, cartoon, it exploded in popularity. So you had He-Man, the Master of the Universe, doing that. Of course, you had Transformers, Jim and the Holograms, Thundercats, on and on. You had all of these doing this, this formula. And, and the formula really wasn't even about the cartoon. It was about the toys. Did it sell toys? That's really what it all came down to. And then following that was the licensing, where they would sell, you know, that's where you'd get your lunch boxes and your backpacks and your trapper keepers with with uh, He-Man and all that kind of stuff. But all of it came down to throwing all of these different concepts. Again, barbarians, swords, lasers, monsters, spaceships. You know, this stuff doesn't really fit together. It doesn't really make any sense. But what they did was they did their market research. They tried things. They failed fast. If the design didn't work, they moved on to the next one. They kind of shoehorned everything in. They made it work. They didn't, they didn't set back and plan this all out. They didn't create, you know, a Bible to explain, you know, all of these character interactions or any, anything like that. What they did was avoid a common problem that especially a lot of entrepreneurs have. And I understand Mattel was far from being an entrepreneurial situation, but it still applies. And there's still a lot of lessons for entrepreneurs here. They avoided the paralysis by analysis. Paralysis by analysis is the problem where you want to get everything perfect before you launch. Well, let me tell you something. You don't have to have everything perfect. And there's lots of examples of this. One of, one of them is staring right here at you is what I'm telling you about here with Masters of the Universe. They did not have it all figured out. They did not really know what they were doing. They were doing random crazy stuff that didn't really make a whole lot of sense. It didn't really fit. It didn't really make logical sense. They tried it. They failed fast. They moved on. And it ended up being a colossal hit that is still popular today. And they're still making toys today. They're still coming out with other types of merchandise today. It was a wildly popular format. And and it worked out uh, incredibly well. Now, there were some others that, that didn't do that. G.I. Joe was a little bit more formulaic they had it really well planned out star wars obviously they had things really well planned out uh, they had a movie that they were basing everything off of so that's not to say that you can't have a plan and you can't work your plan but don't be afraid to fail fast to work hard 
to throw a few things out there, to throw some half-baked ideas out there because you never know what's going to take hold. So give it a try and see if it works out for you. Until next time, I want to remind you to hustle hard, hustle smart, and hustle with a smile. This is Joe Justice, the Kanawha Valley Hustler. If you like this, be sure to like, share, subscribe, comment, do all the things, and I hope to talk to you soon. Bye-bye for now.